I've been gone quite a while. What a tale before. My fingers are itching. I'm killing for more. Why does Shire Luck and bet on me gold? If it lands on tails, I'll do as me told. But heads, I'll start a new killing spree. Oh, <laughs> what a lovely surprise. Shall we try best two out of three? <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dave. This is Joshua. What's going on? This is Brandon. And this is Lemon Porco from Leprechaun Returns. And you are now tuned in to PVD Hall. And you are now tuned in to PVD Hall. 25 years, though? I've got a lot of killing to make up for. <laughs> when did I get better I love it when people say PVD horror. You love it when people say PVD horror? Yeah, I don't know why. It's just like the coolest thing when people come on and they're like, we're now tuned into PVD horror. I think it's the coolest thing. A a very strange but specific fetish, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) You see how how I'm treated, Lyndon? Um, (laughs) This is how it's going to go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, There'll be a lot of this. Feel free to join in. I love it. I love it. Hey, that's what it's, uh, that's what it's meant to be. Have a good time. 100%. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, everybody, we're joined here today with Linton Por- uh, Lyndon Porco, uh, known to the horror world for his role as Leprechaun in the 2018 film Leprechaun Returns. Lyndon, thank you for joining us today, man. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate being here. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, man. We asked for the first question. I was like, guys, step aside. I'm going first. <laughs> That never happened. He never, he never said that. <laughs> but uh, you know, you know, seriously, I I heard uh, Vern Troyer got you like started in like really hardcore acting, and um, I I just wanted to ask you, can you can you tell us what that was like? Uh, yeah. I mean, he. Uh, I mean, it, it all kind of started at uh, my parents saw that he was coming to uh, Winnipeg um manitoba uh in canada which is where i'm originally from and he was doing a show at the world of wheels i don't know if you guys know about that but it's mm. it's like a car show and okay. and so they just have a whole bunch of these cars uh and i was like oh okay cool you know you know Will and Troyer, he has the same um uh dwarfism as myself so my parents thought it'd be a good idea for no need to go there and chat with him and, and you know, see kind of what life was like as a little person um, in, in his eyes. And he kind of, you know, one thing led to another, had, you know, lunch with him that day. He had me backstage with him. He had me up on the table while he was signing autographs for people, that kind of thing. So it kind of one thing just led to another and it just st- started to just kind of roll and he then asked at like near the end of the day, like what I kind of wanted to do. And he said, and I said, um, you know, you know, acting's kind of been something I was interested in, didn't necessarily know how to, to go about it. But um, he then said, okay, let me get you in touch with my manager. And 
one thing led to another and I think like a month went by and I got a message saying, Hey, you know, can you send a tape of you being physically active? Well, you know, these producers want to check you out. And I was like, okay, yeah, sounds good. You know, just do me kind of thing. Nine years old or eight years old at the time. And months later, got a call saying, Hey, they loved you. They want to fly you down to LA, do a screen test. I said, what? Screen test? Oh, shit. What the heck? You know, that kind of thing. I was like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. This is a ride. I'll go. I mean, I'm nine years old at the time. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I was aware of my surroundings, but I wasn't necessarily, I didn't realize the capacity of like what is actually happening at the time. Sure. Yeah. So that it was a really cool experience. And, you know, working with them was i mean it was it was unbelievable for the first time you know working on a set and the set that they they had and they and they did and they built and i mean it was it was incredible so i mean that's how i kind of got started in the industry and what really um what what really made me fall in love with it awesome cool all right so I started this playlist, which features some of our guests' favorite songs. Could you share two songs that made an impact on your life so we can add to the list? Yes, absolutely. Um, so one of the songs that I actually uh, listened to, if it, well, I can't remember the exact date that this came out, but it's Every Day by Logic and Marshmallow. Okay. And so I would listen to this, and I still listen to this, um, on my way to auditions, on my way back from auditions, um and it's kind of just like a pump up song as yeah. well as oh, like, I know what song you're talking about. He's like, I work hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. is that is a good pump up song. You're right. So uh I, I listen to that. Um that that that's definitely like my one that I really folk that's basically my one song that I just comes to mind yeah. as soon as you ask that question. And then the other one that I have is Company by 24 Karat Gold and Future. Okay. I just love vibing too. I just love yeah. So. Yeah, my kids love that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, it's I don't know. I, I heard it for the first time, and I was like, okay, it's catchy. It's got yeah. a vibe, and I'm just gonna. I just rolled with it, and I loved it, and I still yeah. continue to listen to it. So wow, right. that's awesome. Thanks, man. I'm pretty sure, like all listeners, I'd like to check out the because uh, we got a playlist. We're gonna have it on Spotify. So we have a lot of actors and everybody that were on the show. So they've been adding songs. So it sounds good so far. I was able to put it all together and I'm like, oh man, this is like a good mix. So I can't wait to add your two songs to it. It's going to sound great. Heck yeah. Actually, I want to, so you, you can follow it. Like I can follow it too and I can check it out. Yeah. It's going to be on uh, Spotify and I'll also have it on YouTube. Sweet. Yeah, definitely. I'll check it out whenever, you know, send me over and I'll I'll check that out. Sweet. Awesome. Awesome. That was pretty cool. I think our fans really want to hear you sing again. That was unexpected. <laughs> cool, man. Um, <laughs> PBD horror, the 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 album. That's what we're we're looking for. <laughs> I do I do uh, I do some music on the side too with, uh, with All right. somebody. So really, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, that's about us. What kind of music do you do? You rap? Yeah, I rap. Rap. All right. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, just something. Check it out. You have to send me some songs, man. Hey, it's on. Uh, it's on Spotify. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh wow. Uh, we we probably be posting them for you. That's for sure. That's that's <laughs> all. Yeah. Um. So I heard you were a wrestling fan. I read that somewhere. Is that true that you're a wrestling fan? 
I, so I was, when I was a kid, I was a big wrestling uh-huh. fan. I would sit, sit down with my, with my pops and we'd watch, uh, you know, SmackDown, WWE, that kind of thing. We actually went to one that was being held in Winnipeg at one point. I can't remember exactly what year it was, but we saw, I, you know, we wanted to go and I was like, okay, yeah, let's go. And kind of, but now I don't necessarily watch it right now. Um, but my favorite uh, wrestler back in the day was Rey Mysterio. I think it had something to do with um, his height being, a, you know, being short and in, in the WWE. Um, and then, I mean, the 619 was just so sick to see every time he did it that, you know, I love, love watching him. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm an old school wrestling fan. And I remember when Mysterio started in Mexico. Uh, I saw a bunch of his stuff way back. Yeah. So, you know, it was, he, he was revolutionary for his time when he came yeah. to the United States, especially. So totally yeah. down with that opinion. Yeah. It's I, awesome. I, now. He, uh, yeah. His son's actually on, and on the roster now. So they were actually like no the way. first, yeah. First father and son to become the tag team champions. What? That yeah. is unbelievable. <laughs> that is too sick. Yeah. His son's huge too. Like his son's a big kid. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't Josh get the Philippines. I get it. It's okay, you know. <laughs> Josh is uh is very old school wrestler, uh wrestling fan though. He, he was around when uh wrestling was invented. It was cool, right, Josh? You were, <laughs> totally you were 50 when funny. it was invented. Totally not funny. <laughs> Our running like joke a- about Josh is that he's been 50 for like since we've known him, which has been years now. Oh, okay. <laughs> he stays the same age forever. Hey, you so, know, it, it's got to be the beard and the hair. It just keeps it all together. You know what I mean? That's it. That's it. Don't age. I've had this beard since I was 12. So when Dave had and everybody else went to Canada. <laughs> you did not just say 12. Started, so. <laughs> uh, that's uh, funny. <laughs> so, <And> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Really, actually. <laughs> serious? You had it since you were 12? Yeah, so uh, sixth grade, I've been the same height since sixth grade, and what? I was shaven in sixth grade. And uh, it's funny, I used to live like around the corner. I live around the corner from where I grew up. Yeah. And the main road uh, down in West Ward, I used to walk down the main road and just walk into the bars because I had, you know, the beard. And I would just walk up to the bar, take a drink, put it back and walk out. And then I would go to the next one. And I would do that until I got caught. Okay. Uh- um, I'm Landon. I don't. I don't know if I'm buying this story. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. Well, hey, this seems. Uh, this seems unreal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most well, of what Josh says seems unreal. Let's put it that way. Well, just call him out, Landon. Whenever you, Landon, whenever you have bullshit, just call him out on it. Yeah, just call him <laughs> out. Well, you know what? I choose. I choose to to believe people. So okay. I'm, one of, right. I'm one of those. All right. Yeah. But if I really think you're bullshitting, then I'm gonna call you out. <laughs> so so Lyndon, you've been in the film industry since you were about like eight or nine years old i think i read it was like since 1996 right uh that's when i was born i was uh, oh you were born in 96 so no not 96 <laughs> not 96 i mean came out, was, out of the, yeah came out of the womb and i was just in the industry they, they were filming they it yeah so, you know what it was like what's what's that the uh they made the oh. educational videos, and it was you coming out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. Uh, uh, the one with Jim Carrey, the, the Truman Show. Oh, okay. the Truman Show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was like that. That's how it. You know, that's how my life continues to be. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so I meant to say 2004. Yeah. Is yeah, how long yeah. you've been in the industry. Um, so you already told us how you got involved, but I was kind of curious because like you hear a lot of stories about child actors and how sometimes the upbringing can be kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just was kind of curious what your experience being a child actor has been like. And, you know, did you have any of those struggles that other child actors have had and stuff like that? I mean, yeah, I think it's, I mean, coming, me being a little person in general, it's just tough in in this industry um, because everybody's afraid to, you know, do certain things nowadays. Everybody doesn't want to be wrong and do something that would offend somebody or whatever it is, which, which I completely understand. But at the same time, you know, the audience and, and, you know, as us as creators need to not think about that as being the, the, the forefront of our minds, because I think it's overtaking our creative aspects to a certain degree. Sure. Um, I mean, obviously there's certain things and that you can and can and cannot can say and cannot say. So sure. like, it's just about being, you know, smart when it comes sure. to, you know, certain things are off limits and certain things are not. Right. Yeah. So, and I think the best thing we can do, especially with, you know, people with disabilities or, you know, whoever is just talk to the person and be like, Hey, is this offline? Or is it, and if they say, yeah, then say, okay, thank you. And then you move on and you create something else or even better yet, you get them in on the process so that they can help you be, you know, create, create the, the dialogue to make it, you know, funny or, you know, whatever it is. But I mean, yeah, I think growing up, in in the industry, uh, especially being a little person, and then being from you know a small town um, in Winnipeg, uh, what was tough because it wasn't necessarily getting the exposure back then. It's getting a lot more exposure now. Um, a lot of more things are, are being filmed there, um, which is great to see. Um, but that's another reason why I moved out to Vancouver is because there's a lot more opportunities. Um, I still think that this industry. Um, you know, it's, it's going in the right direction, but it's not where it needs to be yet. Um, so I, I will continue to push towards, you know, getting people to be aware of little people in this industry and people with disabilities um, and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, I'm currently writing something right now that I've been working on for about five years, um, just trying to uh, get it out there, um, and, and get people to, you know, to see it when it comes out. I mean, I'm still writing it. So it's, it's still yeah. in that process of, you made, a, you made a post about it today. I did. Yeah. And yeah. I saw that and it's, it's you and a, a friend working on it, right? Yeah. Me and, me and a friend are working on it. I mean, I personally was working on it for about, for about five years. Um, it was like in a, a thought process. Then I started writing stuff down. Then I did a workshop that really helped me get it out. And then through that workshop, I learned that, okay, I need to create more of a story um, to it because it was just basically like the ending of a, of a play slash movie. Um, and then it now I'm, you know, super happy with where it is, where it's at. And now I just need to kind of edit it and, you know, get some people and colleagues to read it to let me know what they think. But yeah, I think this industry is, you know, it's moving in the right direction, but it's slow. And it's really fucking slow when it comes to people with disabilities. And I think it needs to, you know, open up their fucking eyes and yeah. realize but what they what they have 
I mean, there's a huge genre of things that are just not being done because they're unaware of people like us. So, um, kind of a just a little sidebar, and to kind of highlight that, um, Brandon, what's the name of the actor who's playing Toxic Avenger? Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Sorry, I, I was having like a, a, a uh, space for a second, but like I think it's so cool to see someone like Peter Dinklage getting put in like mainstream movies right now, and not just getting into those same like reoccurring roles that we always see them in, like. Mm-hmm. Um, He's doing Toxic Avenger and which is like for him to play that role is going to be amazing. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with it. But I just saw a preview yesterday for a movie that's coming out and he's playing like the lead role. And it's and there's like a romantic interest. And it's like just something I feel like 10, 15 years ago, you would you would never see that. No, Um, no, absolutely. I I think you're right about it going in the right direction. Yeah, it's going in the right direction um, for sure. Uh, you know, there's certain things that, you know, I think could be done to, you know, help promote people with disabilities further. Um, but Hey, I'm just in the industry and, you know, um, I'll take, I'm going to take the back seat on on certain things because, you know, it's just, it's just the way this industry works. And I'm, I don't, I'm not personally in that position right now in my career where I can say, know this, know that, know this. Know sure. that. So, yeah. um, but hey, I hope one day I can get there to say, you know, this is what, where we should go with this. Um, but I mean, at the same time, it's just about being open. And I think that, you know, me being a little person and, you know, being, being through all these certain things in my life and in this, in this industry, um, I see it a different way then, you know, some other people see it. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, you know, just about opening our eyes to every possibility of anybody can play any part. And if we, if we literally just do that, we have nothing, there's nothing else holding us back. Yeah. So I think that's just what it comes down to at the end of the day. Valuable point. Yeah. Um, I want to kind of ask you a more personal question, uh, kind of about your experience in the film industry um, I'm sure that like we can come up with some obvious issues that might come up as a little person in the industry, whether it's typecasting or limit, like we were talking about limitation on specific roles. Um, have you had any like personal experiences that were kind of kind of highlighted the challenges that a little person might face trying to oh. get roles or, or is there anything that we were like, no, I won't do that. Cause that's like, just not something I'm willing to do. It's, it's so I, so I feel like, yeah, I, I mean, it, as a little person, every little person in this industry has a right to say no to a role, um, no matter, you know, what it is and, and how they're feeling about it, if they're feeling that strongly about it. I, I, I personally won't say no to any role. I, I like to give everything, like I said, you know, the benefit of the doubt um, when it comes to certain things, uh, because I know how hard this industry is to even to get roles for little people so um i'm not going to just say no to a role i'm i'll look and do it and you know give it like i said the benefit of the doubt when it comes down to the day um but what i think is absolutely ridiculous is um i've that i've seen and that i've noticed throughout the industry through you know these these years is them hiring people like if 
I, I get it, like for Christmas movies, let's say, you know, and they're hiring an elf. Like I've auditioned, how many elves have I auditioned for? Like I could, couldn't count on one finger. Like I couldn't count on two hands. It, it, like, so, but then they don't hire little people. They hire, you know, people who are just short people. And I'm thinking, okay, but that's not, you know what I mean? Like, okay, go ahead and hire that for, you know, if you're wanting them for background and, and all that stuff, if that's what you're wanting. But for the lead, that lead elf should be a little person. Because that way it's saying, okay, they are, you know, it, this is an elf. It's a, it's a little person. And then everything else can kind of go around that. But, I mean, that's just my personal opinion when it comes to things. Because now they're just taking away more opportunities from little people. Yeah. Which, yeah. in my opinion, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't personally want to play an elf role to begin with. Yeah, I'm tired of it. <laughs> yeah, let's right. be honest, right? Yeah. But now you're just taken away. Now it's not even given an option to us. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's it's like a it's a it's a balance between like, do you do it? Do you not do it? Kind of thing when it comes mm -hmm. down to it. But I mean, yeah, I I just think it. The industry just needs to open up even more than they're already doing. But I mean, I'm just happy they're on the right track. Sure. Yeah. That's all we can hope for, man, is that everything just gets fixed and everything starts to become positive and then everybody opens up more jobs, you know? Yeah. You know, everybody's still fighting for that in every, you know, in every type of case, you know? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I think so. it, yeah, it's not just. No, no, no. Yeah. And no, I'm not taking away from anything that you're saying. I'm just saying oh, it's, it's just the industry just needs to itself just open its eyes everywhere, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Everybody just needs that. I think if everybody had a more of an open mind, the world would be a better place. Exactly. And that's the thing, you know, like I always say to people, I'm like, you can have your opinion and see things, but, you know, understand where somebody else is coming from. You just can't, like some people just sit there and put their head down and they just believe in what they believe, but they have to just believe there's two sides to the, to the story, you know? Yep. But on the other hand, let's get into something like, you know, some, so I had some, heard some news. Your first movie was actually like Little Man, right? Yeah. So how was it working with Sean and Marlon Wayans? Like, <laughs> I mean, that, that was, that was absolutely crazy. Um, you know, they, that, that whole family is, you know, is legendary yeah. for what they've done um, and that what they've, you know, created and can continue to create. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I, mean, what, I mean, what do I start when it comes yeah. to, like, just going down and the energy I got from just going down and doing that screen test, like I said, um, it just, it started with great energy and, and great people. And they just kind of brought me in and made mm -hmm. me feel at home, which, uh, you know, I think especially my parents appreciated. Yeah. Um, because it was like, okay, like, you know, they can trust this process and what's going on. Um, and so that was really nice. And then one thing like led to another, when it came to just, you know, working with Marlon and Sean and, and everybody in the uh, whole cast, uh, and it was just such a pleasure because it was just bouncing ideas off of each other and, um, and whatnot. And, and then I remember Marlon coming up to me at one point, he's like, Oh, well, you know, try, try and do this and this and this. And then I was like, okay, okay. So like this, this, I mean, it, it's a, there's special features in little man that you can actually watch on YouTube and it's called Lyndon's world. So, okay. uh, I mean, and it's about, 
the movie, but it's just about like what I was going through and what I did previously going up to that. And then when I got back home. So um, yeah, if anybody's interested in that, check that out. Um, but uh, yeah, no, they, at Christmas time, the wardrobe people gave me this huge stocking and it was just full of gifts, full of gifts. And like, you know, as a kid, I mean, I personally wasn't expecting it. You know what I mean? I was just expecting like, okay, like, see you guys when, when we get back from Christmas. Thank you for everything, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, they, they, they went above and beyond and, and was so nice to me. And then they, uh, Marlon always bugged me about uh, playing Madden. And so <laughs> he had, I think it was a, I think it was the PlayStation 2 at that time. And so I went in and I played Madden on the, uh, on the TV in his trailer at one point. And he beat me, of course. I wasn't very good because I didn't play Madden yet. I wasn't playing video games yet at, at nine years old. So um, after that happened, he bought me a, they bought me a PSP. And okay. the first game that they gave me was Madden with it, obviously. And so then he, so at the end of the whole thing, after everything was done, I had a, I have a bunch of, I had a bunch of pictures from uh, the show or the, the movie and one of the sign things that Marlon said was work on your Madden punk. And so that was, <laughs> that's the type of people they are. They're still, as a nine-year-old kid, they're still joking with me. They're still doing this stuff. And I was giving it right back. You know what I mean? So, I mean, they, they truly, they truly treated me like, like I was part of their family and just brought me into that, that circle. And it was, you know, I can't thank them enough for giving me one, the opportunity and two, just, you know, the realization of, why I love this industry so much and what we can do as, as, you know, as human beings is, and just create something from, you know, an idea and then put it on the, put on the screen. Like Marlon was working with me on set. And then after everybody was gone, he'd go and sit on a chair and do green screen to like mimic my actions, but then use his facial expressions. Cause they, you know, put, did, green screen of his face on my body and so i mean to do that to, and, and the, the commitment that he showed was was like truly unbelievable so um yeah it was awesome that's cool man like because that's a, that's one thing i like to hear you know because growing up like he was my favorite one of my favorite comedians and still to this day you know because he's so animated yeah. and so you know you always hear like sometimes like your your idols aren't really the people you think they are. So it's really cool to hear that, you know, he treated you like really well yeah, and everything no, like is. that. And he's a good person. So he is. Uh, Except he told you, you sucked at Madden. Yeah. Hey, I've gotten better. <laughs> I probably still wouldn't beat him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's, all right. that's all right though. I, Cause I would sit there and do the same thing with kids that I worked with. I play them in Madden and stuff and I tell them, you know, it's, it's encouragement. That's how you get better. <laughs> don't, like, don't let kids win. <laughs> absolutely that's awesome the uh so acting fascinates me i'm not an actor Mm -hmm. um but like so i heard numerous times that you actually don't like to be scared yeah and i was really like how does that work when you're making a horror movie and you don't like to be scared does that help you with the character in any way shape or form yeah, I mean, I think when you're doing the scaring, it, it definitely helps because then you know what would really, you know, agitate the other person or whatever it is to really get underneath their skin to scare the shit out of them. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't necessarily know. Um, I mean, I've, I've done a decent amount of horror, 
you know, movies, TV shows now. Um, so I'm familiar with the genre. Um, and I, and I, I mean, one thing I got to say about horror is the fan base is beyond, uh, above and beyond every other fan base that I know truly is like the fan base is it's unbelievable. The amount of support that the fan base has for, you know, each film and, you know, the actors and, and, and everything. So it's, I mean, that to me was one thing that really stood out to me when I first got into it. Um, but, uh, no, I think, you know, I personally don't like being scared. Um, I would, you know, friends would drag me to, you know, the movie theater to, uh, I think the Ouija movie. And when the uh-huh. yeah. one mouth was being shown, uh, sewn shut, Mm-hmm. And, and then it would like get it would, they would cut it open. Well, I was sitting there with a sweater over my eyes, not watching that thing because I was so fucking scared. So uh, that's kind of that's the kind of thing that uh, you know my friends loved dragging me to because they knew I just wasn't a huge fan. But now nowadays I can I I, wa- I watch it and I appreciate it that much more because of, I've been in them and whatnot. Yeah. So. Well. Speaking of being in them, I don't think many people realize this, but you've actually portrayed not one, but two horror icons. And I could be wrong. Maybe there's more that I don't know about. But I know that um, aside from being Leprechaun, you also were a body double for Chucky. Yes. In Cult of Chucky. In Cult of Chucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so, <laughs> yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Because, like, we obviously we know your role as Leprechaun, but, like, what did that involve as far as working with Chucky? Uh, basically, you know, just being in the, in, you know, in the uniform, doing some shadow work when it came to Chucky is what they filmed. Um, don't know if they necessarily used it as well as, you know, running the feet underneath the, the gurney. Um, okay. I was, oh, yeah, yeah. I was, I, that, that's what they filmed with me as well. Um, and then I think for like proportion wise, as well as whatnot was when they had the three different Chucky's. Um, you know, one without an arm, one with the drill, and then the regular Chucky, that kind of thing. So I was doing, so when they were doing the movements, I would change into different ones in order to, you know, m- make it make sense and yeah. do some, I think, some of the stunt stuff for that. Um, if they use that, I don't necessarily know exactly, but that's kind of what I was doing. And that, that I mean, that was a just a, a really cool experience because especially at that time, I still wasn't necessarily like huge into horror, really like pay attention to it too much. So like I knew, obviously everybody knows Chucky, like Chucky's Chucky, right? But um, what was amazing to me and it's something that I'll never forget and it's it stuck with me is, uh, you know, Don Mancini was, um, you know, having lunch and whatnot. And usually, you know, they go and sit with, you know, uh, the first ADs, the producers, and all that stuff, and they talk about the ne- next half of their day and whatnot. Well, Don Don came to the table that, you know, us actors were sitting at and just sat down and started eating, eating lunch with us. And I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Sorry, if I'm was for swearing. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. Oh, no, you're good. Okay. We, we swear a lot. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, what the, the fuck is going on right now? You know, directors don't necessarily come to the table and, you know, eat with the cast that much, uh, you know what I mean? Especially at lunch, you know, that's their time to kind of focus on the next half of the day yeah. planning for the future. So, I mean, that's not, that's something that was just really, really cool to me. And the atmosphere of, of the whole uh, movie was, was kind of, kind of stood out. I was like, okay, this is, this is really cool. Like this is yeah. 
a set I want to be on and continue to work on. Um, and I want that for like the rest of my career, but you know, it doesn't always happen that way, but yes. Sure. So yeah, that was cool. Is there any other like horror icons that you would love to portray? And doesn't have to be like, you know, just little characters, like any of them. Yeah. No. Um, I don't know. Like Friday the 13th thing would kind of be cool as a, you know, a little person kind of that running around and cool. fucking slicing some shit up. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I mean, and then like, you know, Chainsaw too, Chainsaw Massacre, that would be, that'd be unreal. Uh, um. I mean, those are just. I, I want to see you as Freddy, man. Yeah, Freddy would be fun. I want to see you as Freddy. <laughs> Freddy would be fun. Freddy would be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of. Yeah. Well, well, hopefully, hopefully we will see that. Yeah, someday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm open to it. Definitely open to it. All right. So, my main question was going to be like before landing the role as Leprechaun. Were you a big horror fan? And so, what are some of your favorite films besides Ouija? Because uh, Ouija, because I know you were scared of that. <laughs> um, so that's the thing. Yeah, I didn't necessarily watch too much horror yeah. um, before, like Leprechaun or um, whatnot. I mean, I I was in uh, uh, Channel Zero, um, which is Block, which was on Sci Fi, which yeah. was a horror show as yep. well. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I've um, seen one of the seasons. I don't think I saw Butcher's Block though. That, so that that's the one that uh, that I was in, and it was. I mean, it was it was amazing to work on that as well. Like just okay. the whole of that really opened my eyes. That was like the one thing that really opened my eyes to horror and what it can really, what you can really do when it came to it. And that was really cool to see. So I mean, nothing really after. Excuse me, watching that and filming that, nothing really scares me that much anymore. So um, <laughs> let's just put it that way. There you go. Uh, so uh, yeah, but no, I I mean I I love every genre, but horror is just something that I don't necessarily get drawn to right off yeah. right off the block. But I definitely have appreciation for it, and what you know what goes into it is extremely um, hard because mm-hmm. it's you know horror is a is a tough. Uh, genre to make every um horror fan happy you know like you know what i mean they're gonna nitpick especially you're gonna nitpick each individual kind of thing and be like oh i didn't like this i didn't like that but then at the same time they appreciate it that much more which is why they do that so that's what's like i just i just love it Uh, when it comes down to the fans and everybody is just it's it's great to see truly Josh looks like a horror movie character. Dude, I don't know if you just saw that creepy thing he just did where he leans back and then he creepily comes oh, forward. Look at him. That's a character right there. Uh, definitely. definitely. Uh, and you know what? People support me, Dave, in the horror community. They told me I have a face for podcast. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> one of us one of us <laughs> we go. joined in great yeah. uh, awesome. there's always a point in our episodes where uh we get our guests to start busting josh's balls and i'm like yes they're part of us now 
So, um, Leprechaun Returns was a 2018 film. It was directed by Stephen Kostansky. Um, it was supposed to be a direct sequel to the original film. So it was like set 25 years later. Um, so I'm going to kind of like have you go back to that moment uh, when you were offered this script. Um, Stephen was coming off of the movie The Void, which got some good uh, good press. So I'm assuming that there was probably some uh some good feelings about this film because of that but i'm wondering if you had any hesitations knowing that like warwick davis had kind of passed on it and then a couple of years before that there was also leprechaun origins which was not received well um so i was just kind of curious on like what your thoughts were when you were offered the script uh the thoughts would go kill this leprechaun and kill everybody that you know was uh that i was uh going to kill is basically what i was thinking um you know not too much thought went into you know who what when where about about the franchise um Mm -hmm. i was just happy it kind of called my name and got got brought to my attention um and you know the audition process was again like it was it was a long time. I I didn't necessarily like the after auditioning for it. I didn't hear anything for like there was multiple months that I didn't hear anything for. So I reached out to you know my agent and I just said you know like what's going on with this? I thought I did a really good job. Like you know I haven't heard anything. And he's like okay you know I'll give it a check you know see what's going on. And so they were. I don't know what, what was ha- what was going on, but it wasn't going, you know, it wasn't moving as fast as, you know, originally planned and which happens with, I mean, every production, it's, you know what I mean? So um, then, you know, another like month down the road, you know, I got an, an email saying, hey, they want you to do a, you know, Skype audition um, over, over, you know, and they want to see you and they want to be there, that, that kind of thing. And I was like, okay, sounds good let's do it. So set that up, ended up doing it. The first time I ended up uh, doing the audition in front of them. So they were recording the audition to, um, you know, to watch back and, you know, to make sure and all this stuff. And they recorded themselves the first time instead of me. So I, so then I had to do it. I had to do it again. So, I mean, it's something like something funny like that, like, you know, came about, um, you know, film, like doing it over Skype and whatnot. Um, so that was pretty funny to, to look back on and be like, Oh yeah. You remember how you asked me to do it again? Cause you taped yourself, you know, can we send that out to the world so we can see the reaction of what you guys were doing during my little antics and whatnot. But um, no, I haven't seen any of that. I'd love to see it. That'd be pretty cool to see. That would be. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I just wanted to, um, I mean, I obviously knew about the franchise. I knew how, um, you know, the fans loved Warwick Davis and continue to love Warwick Davis, which, I mean, he was the original Leprechaun and he did an unbelievable job at it. I I didn't want to copy him though. I, I didn't think that's just not who I am as an actor is to cop, go ahead, go and copy somebody. Um, but I did know, I, I actually watched the first film when I was in South Africa about to film about 
I would say like a week before, because I wanted a fresh take of the first film because that's you know, the original. Um, yep. And that's what we were going off of. So I, I wanted just a fresh take. Um, so I could be fresh with it. And so I think by watching it, I definitely picked up on a few things that I just didn't necessarily have in my bag previously, but everything was, was there beforehand. Um, and I, I mean, when I was doing the audition, I would go and I would, I was listening to podcast, Irish speaking podcasts in order to try and pick up the accent and do the, do a better accent when it came to it. Um, so like there's certain things like that. I, I just, I worked really hard for that audition. Yeah. And so, um, you know, getting it felt great. And then it was just, once I was there and filming, it was just about giving 110% every day, no matter what. So, um, and I, and I based it off of, um, actually, you know, Heath Ledger's uh, Joker is what I based it off of. I was like, okay, like I want that kind of menacing kind of personality when it came to it. Um, but also keeping true to the original films of, you know, being quirky and fun and all that stuff, which is what Heath Ledger did as well kind of thing. So I thought it was, um, you know, the, the reception I got was obviously, you know, not everybody's going to like it, which is fine. And, and, and I appreciate that, you know, everybody, you know, like we said before, has a right to, to their uh, opinions. Um, but a lot of the feedback has been that they've really enjoyed it. So, I mean, to hearing that and, you know, as this, as it is a huge franchise is what's awesome. It's, it's great to hear and, and great to see. So really appreciate it of it all for sure. That's really awesome, man. The, uh, I, I was, I was really curious about that because, you know, obviously like, you know, when you, when, let's be honest, no one really wanted another leprechaun film. Mm-hmm. And then when it came out, it, like it was like a 50, 50 where I was, some people were like, Oh, no, Warwick Davis isn't in it. I'm not watching it. But then people watched it and they were like, wow, this is really good. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I'm really I'm really glad that it worked out, too. Um, I mean, when it was all said and done, what was your like feeling when uh, once everything was done and then you had to have that like reception from our fans? Were you nervous about that? I think so. One of the things that happened was uh, it was like the first actual day of filming the actual movie because we ended up doing a screen test for the makeup and everything. And I think it was like that day they said to me or whatever it was that, Oh yeah, by the way, we're shooting the trailer for it right now. And I was like, wait, what? We're shooting the trailer like right now? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like today or we're shooting this? So I think they gave it to me a few, uh, like a day or two in advance, but um, I was like, okay, that sounds good. Like let's, let's go. All right, let's do it. You're like, it's, it's time to fucking go. I was just, so, I mean, being in the process of like, it was, so that first day was seven hours in the chair, putting the makeup on because they wanted to make sure it was perfect. Um, which was, which was also a great, a great time. Um, but it was the first day of filming the actual movie and the trailer just got released um with a teaser um and and the, one of the producers came and you know pulled me aside um i think it was before we even started or, or maybe it was at lunch or whatever it was but he just said you know you know we, we chose you for a reason 
that kind of thing. And so that, that to me just reassured me of like, okay, no, I appreciate. And like the fact that he came up and, and, you know, said that because he didn't need to, right. Uh-huh. The fact that he did that, it just goes to show like, uh, and I appreciated that because it, that meant the world to me. It, it made me feel that much more comfortable just going out, out there and just being able to do my thing. So um, that's another thing I'll, I'll never forget. And, and, you know, it's, I mean, overall it was, it was a hard, it was a hard process, hard, hard on my body for sure. I mm-hmm. mean, I wasn't necessarily like the first week of filming. I didn't eat. I wasn't eating. I was only having smoothies. Okay. So like, I wasn't getting that. I don't think I was getting that proper, you know, protein or nutrition that I necessarily would have been. Um, I think when I got back from filming and everything like that, I, I lost probably about like five to you know eight pounds, which for a little person is a decent amount, decent mm-hmm. amount of weight. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, it was, it was a, it was a tough process, but I wouldn't change it for the world either. So um yeah, it was it was just it was a ton of fun, and I just wish we can uh, do it again one day. I I was wanting to say that I really do hope you guys do a sequel to that one. I'd love to. I'd love to do another one. Yeah, but that was the thing. Like Josh was saying, you know, um, I think like the backlash, like because when we first heard that this film was coming out, it was like labeled as like sci-fi network film, you know, and so I think when a lot of fans kind of hear like oh, that's a sci-fi movie, like, that's automatically going to be, like, a bad movie. They didn't put a lot of work into it. And I remember, because my kids are big fans of the Leprechaun series, mm-hmm. and then so Dave ended up seeing it before me, and he was like, dude, it was actually good. And then so I was like, all right, we'll check it out. And my kids loved it. And yeah. like you said, you like, you know, you you put so much time into it, being quirky and doing your own thing. You know, I remember one line, like one of the kills when you had the hammer and you go, it's a hammer time. And I'm like, so my kids, my man, you should see my daughter. Like she'll sit there and it's hammer time. You know, she'll do it. You oh, know, it's, she loves it. You know what I mean? And so that's like scream is like her favorite franchise. And then leprechauns are second. Cool. And, and we she, went, when we went to the convention, they were both wearing leprechaun shirts. Yeah. Hey, that's awesome. Dude, yeah, they, they, they loved the job that you did. So I told her, I'm like, I'm interviewing the guy that was in this movie. She goes, no way. So she was all happy. So keep doing a good if, job, if man. Like, wanna, if they want to say hi, I don't know. I'd be more than happy to say hi to them if they're there. Uh, they're not here today. So I'll, I'll, I'll let them mess. I'll message you. For sure. For sure. Awesome. All right. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm glad it all worked out because now you're on the PVD Horror Podcast and it doesn't get any better than that, right? Yes. You can call me out on that bullshit anytime. Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? This has been a great time. Are you kidding me? Hey. I'll take it. Hey. I'll take it. You know what? Uh, you busted my balls, so it's all good. You're well, welcome to the club now. Um, there was a scene in that movie, one of the kills, like he was talking about Hammer Time. One of the other one was like, it was like you were being born. You come, you came out of the guy, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah. It was, it was um, Mark yeah. Holton, right? Yeah, yeah Ozzy. I mean, it was awesome that they got like Ozzy from the original film to come and play yeah. that, that part. Uh, Mark Holton, and he was awesome to to work with as well. He was, it was just a, a bunch of laughs and a great time. Um, uh, yeah, that was a that was the first day of filming. That was the first day of filming that we filmed that. And the process of that was just like an eye-opening experience of a, 
like, holy shit, this is what we're doing. Okay, let's get going. Like, nothing, you know, it was, was no, like, lead up to, uh, you know, the goal aspect of the whole thing. It was like, okay, let's just bloop, literally yeah. drop it here and just, you know, burst out of it like I did. Um, but, uh, no, that was it, was, it was a super fun day. I mean, I remember... Like they would, they dug a hole into the ground so I could literally be in there. They kind, they they really wanted me to be like super deep in there to like actually kind of like pop out of the stomach, but it wasn't deep enough. So that and I, I it wasn't actually no, it wasn't that it wasn't deep enough. It's that I I couldn't get like small like tight enough in order to do that. So it, we just had to kind of do the whole like pan up kind of thing, and it and it worked. It worked, yeah. but um, yeah, no, it was it was a really really fun day. Yeah, there's a, awesome. there's a lot of scenes like that that like I to be honest with you, you know I know Brandon was talking about how sci-fi like when we first would hear that like this is a sci-fi movie you kind of yeah. groan and you're like uh, I I I'm gonna be honest with you I feel like Leprechaun Returns changed that for sci-fi yeah. because since then now like when a movie is released on sci-fi like they just did the Slumber Party Massacre mm-hmm. like we all kind of like. We're skeptical, but we like we're gonna give it a shot now. Like oh, before before yeah. Leprechaun returns, I wouldn't have given a lot of movies a shot. Like those are Josh's movies, those aren't my movies. Yeah. Um, but now I'm like I'm more open to it. So sweet. You that's know, great. That's great. I think you. that's cool. I appreciate that. Thank you. If you just excuse me for one second, I'll be one. Um hey, so Lyndon, um I wanted to ask you, I know you alluded to something in the beginning about a project that you're writing. Um, So I just wanted to ask, like, what's next for you? Is there anything that you want people to be on the lookout for or to check out currently? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, no, I'm just writing this uh, this short right now. Um, The name uh, is up in the air still. It's not uh, not a certain name yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, it's basically just a story about, um, you know, life in the industry as a little person, um, and to kind of open up, you know, the eyes of, of people to see what it, uh, you know, what, uh, me especially have, has gone through. Um, so yeah, there's that I- I'm planning on doing, um, and I, I really want to do a bunch more uh, conventions, um, especially around, you know, the States and, you know, around the world, hopefully uh, in the future. Um, this COVID thing might, you know, put a damper into that until it, I can actually, you know, come and go as I please. Because, you know, the last thing I want right. to do is, is get, you know, stuck down there and then be, yeah. be there for 14 days in a room, you know, thinking about, oh, that wall has a dent in it. So does that one. Yep. Oh, Wait, and that one too. On the roof? <laughs> yep. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, no. So uh, that's my that's my plan for the future because I, I I truly love giving back to the fans. That's something that I that I really brings joy to me when I when I go to these conventions. So um, I want to do that. Um, uh, if you've seen Nightmare Alley, um, I was in the second last scene of that um and so uh got to spend the day with uh uh del toro and 
Bradley Cooper and and you know the actors on that. And That's so, so cool. That was uh, that was a really int- cool and, and fun experience to kind of sit back and just watch these unbelievable people um, in in this world of the industry and yeah. do what they do. So that was really awesome. Um, yeah, there is a uh, there is something that is coming up that I can't say just yet, but it's something that doesn't necessarily happen for um, little people often. So um, just to be aware of, of that. Um, uh, and as soon as I can, I will, you know, let the world know. But uh, yeah, that's kind of what's going on. Will you let PVD Horror know first? <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will let the world know. Oh, come on. That's a no. Because, Josh, we can tell Josh to get out of the group. No. (laughs) I know. He's got shifty eyes. I don't trust him either. You know, you got to shave the the beard if you... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. (laughs) I would never ask that of you to do that because I would be... I I wouldn't like myself anymore if I asked you to do that. You know what? That's, That's pretty awesome. Like... That speaks volumes because uh, a lot of people just want to inflict their will on everybody else. And doesn't your wife ask you to shave it every day? <laughs> well, <what> yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, cool people don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough of it at home. Yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Lyndon, uh, can you tell everyone where to find you on social media? Yeah. Um... Uh, on Facebook, it's the real Lyndon Porco. On Instagram, it's Lyndon Porco. On Twitter, it's Lyndon Porco. Um, TikTok, it's also Lyndon Porco. Um, <laughs> Lyndon Porco. There you go. Yeah, just my name, basically. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome, nice, man. Lyndon, thank you so much, man. This has been amazing. Thank you, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. So, for everybody listening, um, we are. Actually, you know, I want to mention something before we wrap up. The last few episodes we did, there's been like these weird coincidence, like tie-ins. And this episode, we, on today, when we're recording this, we announced that we're doing um, a movie night at a local brewery. We're going to be showing Leprechaun 3 there. So it's kind of funny that we're talking Leprechaun and we just made this announcement. We do movie nights at Buttonwoods Brewery um, in Rhode Island. And we do like, um, we donation collections and stuff like that. So it's it's, Usually a good time. Um, But another thing that kind of is a coincidence today, it's actually Warwick Davis's birthday today. Um, So we were kind of talking about how you were able to take the honor of playing the leprechaun role. And um, it's funny that it's also his birthday today. So just wanted to mention that. Not that. That is very cool. (laughs) But um, so everybody, thank you for listening. And uh, we're going to take off, but we appreciate it. And uh, Lyndon, thank you again. And hope to hear from you soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. Everyone have a good night. Easy. Thanks, bud.
game over.